Welcome to the Fifth Trooper Podcast. <laughs> All right. Hello and welcome back to the Fifth Trooper Podcast. We're here with Mike from Firelock Games. What's up, man? How's it going, guys? Thanks a lot for having me back. Yeah, oh, definitely. Thank you. You were our first guest on the new format, and uh, we talked about Oak and Iron, and that was awesome. So we wanted to have you back and talk about your other game, Blood and Plunder. So I'm glad you're here. Yeah, good timing, too. As we were just discussing, our Kickstarter, our new Kickstarter for Blood and Plunder is just around the corner on October 6th. Oh, my God. It's almost as if we planned that. <laughs> I know, right? Crazy. I've actually got a couple of my, uh, my buddies who um, write like a lot of uh, in-person gaming is kind of gone down, uh, you know, for reasons. And they mentioned just offhandedly, he's like, yeah, I was looking into Blood and, that Blood and Plunder Kickstarter. And I'm like, oh, pray tell. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, we talked about having you back on like, uh, like two days, like a little while ago. And then yeah. he mentioned this to me last night. So um, this is actually give him some details. So we told we him not to get it. it yeah, just no, no, don't, don't, don't even worry about it. No <laughs> plan. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> um, but thanks for coming back on. Number one, I'm glad you wore clothes. We had a conversation about that entering <laughs> in. So thank you. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's start with, let's start with, why don't you give us a little primer on Blood and Plunder? And, uh, you know, it's a it's 28 millimeter game, tabletop game that resides both on boats and on land and uh, sure. out there. I got you started. So And ships, too. And sh- so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Blood and Plunder is a pretty unique game system in that it's, as you said, it transitions seamlessly from sea to land and back. Right. So you could play you could have an army ashore on just, you know, guys with uh, muskets and cutlasses and things like that. And I could have my whole crew in a ship and there's the game will handle that no problem. You could also play ship on ship. So you could have uh, a full 28 millimeter skirmish naval battle, right? And uh, as you can see, in the, you guys did a great job with those ships, but they look awesome. Uh, so as you can, uh, so yeah, it's, it's a full, it's a naval game. It's also a regular, you know, ground game and the people play, both people play in between. Some people are, don't want to do one part, do another. So it's cool because it's got a lot of flexibility. But it's a historical game. So it takes place, uh, the original, when we originally did the game, it takes place in the mid to late 17th century, which is the age of the Buccaneer, which is uh, what, when people think Pirates of the Caribbean, you're thinking, you know, uh, you're thinking tricorn hats and guys mm-hmm. with uh, pistols and eye patches and stuff. But realistically, that's a little bit later. And uh, the Buccaneers are a little, a little predate that a little bit, right? So, so, so now for uh, we talked about this last time you were on. So the the TV show Black Sails. When was right. that time period? So that time period is in the early 18th century, uh, the 1700s. So uh, that show I think roughly takes place around 1714, 1715, something like that, right? Uh, just after the War of Spanish Succession, which uh, we know in the colonies as Queen Anne's War. And so that's, so this Kickstarter is taking the game, taking Blood and Plunder that we're about to do. It's taking it from the 17th century and moving it into the 18th century. Obviously, we'll continue to support the older stuff and do more new things for that. But now we're expanding it. So the scope of the game is increasing. So uh, we're also adding plastics to it. So everything coming in the Kickstarter is going to be hard plastic models. Okay. So, you know, the type of things you get on sprues, including the ships that we're going to add. Oh, oh nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause so for those of you who haven't bought in, the the uh figures were metal and the, the computer. Yeah. Yeah, and the ships were resin and wood. Yep. 
so the uh, the ships presently all the ships in our line and we have quite a few uh, i think we have like 10 maybe 10 ships now I don't oh know. wow okay. including the boats uh, yeah. those are all <laughs> um now that we've kind of hit maximum capacity on what we can do in resin and, and still uh, and still yeah. keep moving so uh we're gonna we i hope to do more resin chips in the future but we have to kind of lighten the load of the main mm-hmm. resin with more with some plastics which is going to help us to uh to meet the manufacturing needs of uh of the demand that we have thankfully we have good demand for the ships that's one yeah. of our best selling things i think a lot of people use them for uh, role-playing games and such as well as oh yeah, scen- yeah. just scenery for fantasy games and things like that Dude, or even for historical sure. yeah, yeah for sure like i when we were putting these together and i was looking at them like this would be amazing for like D and D or something if I if we were doing like a pirate mm-hmm. adventure or something like that. Um, so now you could potentially if you if you aren't really into like the land battles, so you could just get the ship the uh, ships and I almost said boats again, so I'm gonna not do that. <laughs> ships because uh, it's a little boat. I got it in my hand. Uh, ships and uh, <laughs> you could just do sea faring battles, right? And still, yep. do you, do you feel like? I feel like you guys have put enough thought into that part of it that that alone could just be the game. If right, it, yeah. And that was kind of the intention. So there have been, there was a, there's been a few smaller releases over the years of games that tried to do a similar thing. They, they did do it, but, you know, uh, typically one was an afterthought of the other, right? So okay. it's like, hey, it's, it's pirates, so it has to have ships, right? So let's shoehorn that in there or vice versa, right? Like maybe we should have some rules for land encounters. And that's typically... you that's apparent right away in a lot of those rule sets. So I really wanted to make sure that we got, we did both justice. And as I talked about when I was on with Oak and Iron, uh, I've actually been sailing for like close to 10 years now. And uh, so I have some practical experience with how, I mean, modern sailboats are different, but generally the same principles apply, right? You can't sail into the wind, you know, when the wind is (laughs) not, when you're not sailing toward the wind, you typically go faster. You know, stuff like that. The basics are not super hard to figure out, but there's, um, I, I applied a lot of that stuff to the game. So I wanted to make sure that when you're playing a sea game, it feels like the experience should be like you're a captain of a ship and you're, and you're running the crew, you're managing everything that's happening, your crew's taking fire, there's, your, your ship is taking damage, you know, things are catching fire, leaks are sprouting, and you got to handle all those things. So even though the mechanics are identical to the land game, the only thing the sea game adds is movement for how is uh, rules for how ships move. That's the okay. only difference because in the game, ships follow all the same rules as buildings. So a ship is basically a building that you can move around, right? Oh, um, you're right. So cover is, all that stuff. So yeah. all those things still apply. And then we treat the sections. So if you notice, your ships are broken down into your both those ships are two section ships. They each yep. have two yep. sections. And each section is basically treated like a room. And in Blood and Plunder, you just occupy the space of a room. You don't have to do any measurements or any fiddly stuff like that inside of a ship. It's just that that whole section is, uh, okay. is essentially a room in a building, right? So the only rules we add is for the movement of the ships, right? Because that's the only thing that's really different between a ship and a building, because the ship is essentially a floating building. Uh, so it makes it really playable. But when you, I don't know if you guys have had a chance to actually play a sea battle or a land battle yet. But despite the fact that the rules are the same and you're not, really going back to the rules a lot when you're playing blood and plunder the mechanics are straightforward and simple for the most part um it feels like a different kind of game because you're thinking yeah. it's a whole different kind of strategy you're managing your activations and the way you the way you activate units you're managing your sales settings and the damage you're taking and, and waiting for that moment to fire because the, the difference in distance makes a difference you know so there's a lot of little things that make it uh, interesting and tactically different 
So with the same game system, you can have those two different experiences, which is really the coolest thing about the games. Yeah, it, it, it was interesting because it's, it's almost like um, having a, a unit on, in of itself that all the other units ride in. <laughs> Right. Like, yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. And so um, it, it was a, it's an interesting way to, you know, from we play a lot of tabletop games and it's just an interesting way to view how this works and how to move this. And you, you constantly have to be thinking about about the ship as well, mm-hmm. not just the, the units within the ship. Right. It's right. It's really neat. Yeah. It's like the, the fact that you can just like land and go into land combat. Uh, when I was at, I think. Uh, du Bois tournament, um, geez, two years ago. Oh, yeah. Um, Drake actually, Jackson probably running it. Yeah, 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 yeah. They actually had this, and that was, I had no idea. I'd seen it at Nova, um, three years before that. You were up in the top, top balcony. You had a booth up there that kind of put you like in an awful yeah. spot. But uh, I wasn't there, thankfully. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was, it was bad. But like, I, I remember like talking to him, like, well, this would be a cool game, but I, I just don't know anyone who plays and I'd have to buy two armies and like that. You get down this rabbit hole of like, ah, you know, you're trying to beg people like, please, I've got this really awesome game. It's the Pirates. <laughs> and then I saw the boys and I'm like, oh, okay. Like there's, there's people, right? Like it's not just a, a one-off at like Nova. Like it's actually like got some legs. And then the more I like read into it and the more you mention, it's like people have armies for this that they just, they don't bring up sometimes. Like I'll be like, yeah, you know, we're uh we're going to start getting to blood and plunder. Like, oh yeah, I've got a like an English horse for that. I'm like, sounds wet. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, uh, I'm like, oh yeah, I've had it for a couple. Of, like, you know, when they got the first Kickstarter, I'm like, oh, what? Yeah. You know, like, well, okay, I guess we should probably play. You know, like, uh, it's really- we're still relatively new in the tabletop world, so it's hard. It's there's a lot of big established companies that we have to uh, compete no, sure. for attention against. <laughs> so, yeah, no, sure. I, like, uh, that, I don't think that's unique to you because I've no, definitely it's like, not. No. Like, yeah. like, uh, what's another Wild West Exodus, for instance, right? Like, we we started talking about that recently as well, and then a bunch of people that we know locally, we had no idea came out of the woodwork. Yeah, they're like, oh yeah, I got a bunch of stuff for that. We're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> That's what we do as gamers, right? We just see something yeah. cool. We're like, oh, man, I'm going to get into that. You buy it, and then you kind of just, hey, look, there's another thing over here. And then you just <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then next the- thing you know, and then eventually something like this will happen. Like, hey, oh, you have to- I've been wanting to play that game. It's, it's happened to yeah. me, too. So I know. I know the feeling, and I try, to, uh, I try to buy as many games as I possibly can fit into my tiny home. Um, so even when I don't, I just keep, I have an office where we have <laughs> so I bring stuff yep. here so that my wife doesn't know about. Yep. Um, you know, it's research. I need to know <laughs> what everyone right, yeah. thinks. So, uh, so, you know, and I, and even, I have an excuse in making it research, but I, I nothing would change if it wasn't research. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think, I think Kickstarter lends to that, right? Yeah. So you're going to get, I, I would assume you're going to get a ton of people who are fans of the original game and who have been playing for a while, who are going to back the Kickstarter to support the company to get the new shiny. But then you're also going to get a bunch of people that just see it on Kickstarter and they're like, oh, what's this? Pirate miniatures and other miniatures. Okay, yeah, I'm going to get this, you know, this one. And so, so I think you get a lot more of that where people just have stuff at their house that they bought a Kickstarter, right? Because it, yeah. it went across and they're like, yeah, I'll take that. The Some of the beauty to the game is just how like easy it is to even get components for it, right? Like I was watching through all your videos you have on your um, on your page about like the learn to play. And I was right. reading along with a book because that's right. Like we'll go through this chapter. We're going to learn this. Right. And like, if you don't have your, like the blood and plunder deck, just a deck of cards, 
the tokens you they showed were just like anything you right the, the joke was yeah. like you can use dinosaurs or pretzels <laughs> or whatever you want just, just anything you need like and dice d10s you can do whatever you got like it's uh that's really awesome like the worst part about a lot of games is like uh so like i, I do love legion but like very token fiddly like do you have mm-hmm. what's that that's just like eight tokens yeah. around that guy this is just like they're yeah, very specific yeah you have like the one for um like wounds and you have one for like um uh fatigue and that's really right. like it right like there's not anything too. we have a reload and a fatigue that's typically it there's a few others you can use but they're not super important yeah, yeah. i like the smoke that the the cotton mm-hmm. and yeah. so i saw them put that down i'm like oh it's a good like <laughs> we were you know we were, we were looking at stuff to make and build to get like a really cool yeah. we want like a sweet blood and plunder yeah. table and then like i saw it like the cotton and then like the some of the uh barrels of stuff you have I'm like oh that's another good idea <laughs> like even the terrain in your video just like books whatever like just you just need yeah. terrain so it was really i actually really appreciated how approachable it all was because sometimes yeah. when you show you get shown a table and you're just like, oh, I'll, I'll never have that. Right. You know, like that's that's way out of my my league and ability. And like, where this is like, hey, man, just it's, it's pirates and whatever you want, right? Just make sure yeah. you got some stuff and you're good to go. Definitely. And this is that's a big part. That's always been super important to us. You know, uh, gaming has. Uh, when I first I got back into gaming when I first got married about 12, 13 years, thousand years ago now, something like that. And uh, so. And we needed that reason to get out of the house on Friday night. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, not then. At that time, I didn't. I wanted to stay at home a lot. uh, But, you know, we didn't have any money. My wife was working at Starbucks. I was delivering Chinese food. And that was pretty much the extent of of our income. So and living in Miami is a very expensive city to live in. And so we didn't have a lot of space to play and we didn't, I didn't have a lot of money to spend on, on, on terrain or anything like that. Like you know, the models were pretty much covering my, my budget. So I was making a lot of stuff and, and uh, you know, having, I had a really small place at first and a six by four table just wasn't going to fit. In there. Yeah, so yeah. That's, a, that's a big part of the reason that if you look at the table size in Blood and Thunder, I've tried to keep it so that on a three foot by four foot table, you can pretty much do anything. And if you can play, you can even play on a three foot by three foot. Even with sea battles, using smaller ships, such as the ones you have in those images, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we designed it so that the game, the sea is endless, right? So if you sail off the table, you just kind of slide everything. And there's rules so that if the terrain comes off, your opponent can place it somewhere else. So the sea is endless. So even on a small space, you can play. That's awesome. And, yeah. and in the Kickstarter that we're doing now, we're going to take this to the next level. Plastics, of course, make things a lot more approachable for people. It's a lot less intimidating, uh, especially for newer gamers. Yeah. Uh, so that's and not to mention to make a starter set affordable it's pretty much got to be plastic you know if we did if we did the same starter set we're planning in metal it would just it would be like you know 250 300 dollars or something yeah, yeah, yeah. the uh so it's going to be much much less than that um and um so the box is going to have obviously all the plastics it's going to have you guys have oak and iron already so if you have an oak and iron starter set it's basically that for blood and plunder except you've got to do a little more building on the models Okay. But the cool thing about that is you, you're ready to go right out of that box. You got a That's paper awesome. mat that you can play on with you, and it's going to have two ships. I should mention the theme. The theme is actually one of the funnest parts. <laughs> yeah. uh, the theme of the box is Blackbeard's Last Battle, right? Oh, so you get ooh. a Blackbeard miniature, you get a Maynard miniature, you get two ships in the box. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. You get two small crews of uh, 12 each, right? So 13 on each side, which is about right for that battle. Historically, if you look at what it was, I believe they had around 12, 13 guys each. Oh, um, okay. Um, as well as options for the special characters like you get uh, 
the Scotsman with the broadsword who decapitates Blackbeard, you know, all kinds of fun things like that. Uh, Caesar, who's a guy, one of Blackbeard's guys who's like, okay, we lost and blowing up the ship and they stopped them. So that's, yeah, you know, we get all those options are in there. Uh, so it's going to have a lot of cool stuff like that. It's going to have a ruler, you know, the, the measuring thing, the, the, the ship moving gauge, all those things, the activation decks, the rule book, the whole nine yards. So everything you really need to play is in that box. You could buy that box and you're going to get a lot of replayability again, because you can play those forces. And the mat, it's, we're going to have some 2D terrain, some just punch-out tiles and a mat. And it's reversible. So one side's ocean, one side's land. So with what's in that box, you could get a whole lot of gaming just out of that. Yeah, you that's that, that's really righteous because it's the barrier to entry on so many games. Like Legion's going up, 40K is high. Uh, and right. that's really the two big ones in our area. Mm-hmm. And like uh, X-Wing had a scene for us because you just needed like a 3 by 3 yeah. Right, the ship's game painted and built, and that. But then that that's half a war game. It's like just the combat, no objectives, yeah. just shoot. But so everyone wanted more, but they'd see the next step and be like, "Yeah, geez, you know, they'd be like, oh, I can't." That seems like a lot. So this is it's just really cool, how approachable. It is like that's you don't really see that anymore. It's always like they always show you the super intense stuff, and right. to me, it's just such a yeah cutoff. Well, and it seems more and more like it varies, right, company to company, but. A lot of companies do that starter set when they first start the game and then they just they're like, oh, no, we're just going to do like unit releases from now on. But like, I think those starter sets are what get people into these games. Like otherwise, you know, if you're new to gaming or, you know, you just like Blackbeard and historical uh, naval battles then you know you're going to get that game if it's a starter set it looks easy to like get get off the ground and you know instead of looking like at the wall of 40k going i don't know what the hell to yeah do. Dude, what gets <laughs> get started collecting collecting how many of these do i need to buy you know like it's like uh uh and it, it behooves you to like split it right so that cuts the cost down even more and then when you're playing you you've got an automatic play partner yep right like if you do that so it's like a it's it's the best way to do it and uh the fact that you get two boats that's actually super awesome uh because that's really yeah. like cool like it was when people walk by and see it yeah like it's mm-hmm. like it stopped me at nova and at the boys i'm like yo what is what is this you know like what are we what's got what are we going on over here what's uh <laughs> the ships are always yeah people always stop and look like what's up with that like that's pretty unusual it's what helps us uh i think it's what's there's so many just new companies coming out with a different miniatures game every week it feels like and i I think when we first brought Blood and Plunder out, it was pr- probably the most different thing that anybody had done in a while. So it got a lot of attention because of that. Yeah. And, uh, and it was. I mean, it's different. I mean, it's not typical. Like, most games that come out are typically going to be some kind of sci-fi or fantasy setting. Yep. And mm-hmm. then, um, and not that there's anything wrong with that. I, no, I, or zombies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Geez, or zombies, yeah, of course. Yeah. You got to have some zombies. But, <laughs> uh, or, or maybe a, uh, you know, in the... In, in the vein of like some historical games, you know, it'll be World War II or yeah. World War yep. II, other historical games. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's the, that's the big one. But um, you know, this is, this just stands out as different because even World War II, right. It's still got the same premise as, you know, 40 K for example, you, yeah. know, you, got, you got squads of guys, you got some tanks to back them up. It's the same thing. Yep. Right. So even that, even though it's historical, it's a completely different setting and you're, you still got the same kind of thing going. And this is historical, but it doesn't feel stuffy. If that makes yeah. sense. So it's like, I see, like I see the Napoleonic Wars, like Warlord Games does a great line of like, if you want to play Hail Caesar, you can buy a ton of barbarians and a ton of Romans, but it's <laughs> rules are a lot. And it's very like, you yeah. know, very like it's, you, 
The worst way I can say it is like you see a lot of just old men playing it, and it doesn't look cool and fun. Right. But this yeah. is smaller squads. You get a boat, and like you, the the game's like, like I think one of the things you said in your video is like, there's no rules, lawyers back in the age of piracy. So it's just like <laughs> it, close enough. Like that was like it's yeah. okay. Yep, that looks good. And like that was it's cool because it's just like it creates that sportsmanship of like, mm-hmm. yeah, man, that looks fine. Just well, whatever. Yeah, like, and let's I'll have fun. Who cares? I'll say personally and. I'm not trying, uh, no offense, Mike, but I could care less about the historical aspects. So for those okay, of you yeah. at home, like <laughs> thinking, oh no, history, like I don't care, but Oak and Iron, I love that game. Like it's so easy to set up and play. This game is so easy to understand. And like the historical aspect is nice. Like if you're interested in it and it, and it falls in line with, you know, what it should be. But at the same time, if you're someone like me who just wants to play, cause it's, close to pirates then you're off and running and everything's good to go you and know? i'm on the other end like i think the historical part's really cool uh because <laughs> yeah. it's it's a approachable <laughs> historical game where you yeah. see a lot of the other ones and i'm just like the, i mean the rule book for hail caesars just i <laughs> man. like i i wanted to like it cause i'm like oh i want to play roman soldiers and like they had the two-player barbarian starter set i'm like oh that'd be a fun like afternoon and then you realize it's like no that's like a four to five hour game <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. you know, I was like starting to look through this, but this is like, hey, this is um, like how how it's presented in the book, like about this many points is about, you know, a couple hours, like boats about, and I watched right. the um, on tabletop. Did you say boats? Oh, geez, I did. Uh, ships, <laughs> ships. Well, I got, can you believe this guy? He's just saying boats. I got, I got uh, like uh, lambasted for saying uh, like ships in Star Wars were not, anyway, it's something else. I get, so I'm like, that's, uh, they weren't ships, they're spacecraft. I don't know, man. It's, I got goofed there too. I can't win for losing on that. Anytime but I um, do something wrong, I just turn it around on Evan. That's, yeah, it's just that's a good plan. Yeah, it works. Um, it works well. So. But it's, uh, it's like small scale. The rules are like kind of like fast and free flowing and like the the prevailing thing is just like yeah man just just play fun and that's yeah because that's cool you kind of get the both like i want to play as like blackbeard and mm-hmm. but i also want to have fun and that's <laughs> like a good match like i hate I'm not uh hitting on those other guys so hard but it's just like the the entry level for somebody who doesn't know going into those is so scary and tough yeah. and like this is like yeah, it is. Again, your videos are like, yeah, I got four guys, blip, 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 and they're done. <laughs> right? And you, like, even the deck of card thing's cool. It's like, oh, you don't have one of ours? Just use only deck of cards. Like, eh, whatever. Like, yeah, and that's, and that's part of the approachability we tried to build into it. But really what we did is when we built Blood and Plunder, is we just, we wanted, we just built a fun game first. And then the units that you could, you could just swap the units out for anything. So when, we, when I designed the units for all these, for all these different things and the, all the different factions, I'm just getting what, what the hist- what historically they were, you know, I'll, I'll do some research, I'll look into it, I'll try to get some accounts of battles, things like that. And then I'll just, I'll get as much information as I can and I'll just use that to craft what they should do in the game. Yeah. But that doesn't do, they shouldn't take anything away from the game, right? Like, yeah. I think a lot of historical games are built the other way around. They're built, yeah. uh, they're trying to like fit mechanics around ideas of how these guys would historically yeah. fight and do things. And I feel like that's typically leads to a clunkier game. Now it's, it's a, it's the, it's the balance of simulation between fun, right? Because I mean, you could look at like Star Wars Legion, for example, right? Yeah. In Star Wars Legion, the uh, we just got our the Mandalorians just came out for Rebel yeah. players, right? So yeah. now we finally get some red saves. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, excited. I'm excited to try that as soon as this kicks off. Oh over. man, you yeah, really are. Right. You want to punish yourself? You play Rebels? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, so 
you know, but basically what they're doing is it's the same exact approach you make with a historical game from our perspective, right? Is you're getting, you're just getting what the game mechanic has to, the game mechanics have to offer and then making this unit act the way it should in this universe, yeah. right? And it's, there's no difference. So that's how we, that's why we approach it. And I think that's what makes it, uh, that's what makes it fun, right? You try to make it fun first and, and competitive as well. A lot of historical games shy away from competitiveness. Yeah, we, yeah we put a lot of effort and thinking into the point system, into balance, into a tactical balance as well as actual, you know, game balance so that the games, uh, the game can be played at a tournament level competitively. And that we've, we've done quite a few tournaments that have been, that have been really fun. And the good thing is we wrap up our tournaments quick. So the game plays pretty fast. We've done tournaments uh, of like 24 players in a four hour session. Which oh, is that's really good actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'll say my, um, you know, we're just starting to get into this game, but my experience in, in Oak and Iron has been that you guys are very open uh, to listening to the community as far as like rules changes and stuff and, or, you know, add-ons that make more sense. Cause I know I've talked to you a few times about things with Oak and Iron going, Hey, what if you did this? Yeah. And you guys incorporated really some of your ideas. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that's, that's good. Yeah. Uh, and so it's been, yeah, I, I've really enjoyed, um, how you guys approach games. I wanted to walk back because Evan said a bunch of times that you could use anything for these games, but I really wanted to encourage everyone to buy your stuff. Uh, number yep, one, because sure. you're on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> number two, um, it's actually really nice. Like I got some of the, uh, the dice right here in my hand. And I mean, these things are beautiful. The cards are beautiful. Mm -hmm. The books are, you know, really, really nice. So yes, you can use anything, but I highly recommend getting, getting the stuff that they've designed because it's, it's all really high quality. Sure, and yeah. And, nice. and the idea of using anything, of course, is just to lower the intimidation level, right? Yes. You don't have to have a bunch of stuff that you have to keep track of a manager. You just use whatever. But as you get into it, of course, you're going to want to get... Yeah, the glam it out a little bit. Better yeah, stuff, yeah, make yeah, it look Get professional. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's all I'm asking. I'm just asking everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay. So if I, let's say, um, let's say I, I'm going to back your Kickstarter... And I'm going to get that two-player set. What, how, how would I uh, talk maybe a friend of mine who's never played a tabletop game, how would I talk them into playing this game and explain it to them? Okay. So on an <laughs> elevator pitch, here we go. I'm ready. Yeah. So basically you just tell them it's pirates. If, if, that, if that doesn't work and they tell you something like, uh, you know, we do have the people who would look at us as just the pirate game, right? So you could just say, well, it's also... It also happens to be a historical colonial skirmish game set in the 17th and 18th century, you could say that. <laughs> so it covers a wide expanse of, of history. You can learn about your country's history if you live in this hemisphere, even if you're in Europe or anywhere else. There's still some semblance of it. You can learn, um, you can learn about our learn, history. You can learn about some history while playing a game. And then you can use that to help if you have wife, a wife and children. You could say, we can use this to teach the kids about history. And there's all kinds of things you could do like that. But also, you can also just sell them on the fact that it's a unique experience in that it's, as we talked about before, land and sea. Mm -hmm. that you're going to get a great value in the starter set. I mean, it's, um, we've been arguing if maybe we made it too cheap, but we're... Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, we're <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> but every, uh, we're going to... I'm sticking to my guns on that. We're leaving, at the, the, we're leaving it at the low price that we have. But let's just say it's, it's less than some other games of the same scale and you get two ships. I mean, they're, the ships are roughly the size of the ones you have there. So you're getting two ships about that size. Yeah, these are big. Uh, yeah, it's nuts, yeah. actually. Uh, just in case. And they, 
just to help anybody, here's both my hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, and, they're, and they're hard plastic. The ships are hard plastic. They've got a lot of cool stuff like uh, the rudder. They're going to have a rudder that goes through the deck that you could actually move so you could turn oh, your rudder. Oh, that's, that's, that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's going to be, so there's the, because of the hard plastic, one of the cool things, we're going to be able to add a lot of detail. So yeah. the rigging and stuff, instead of being wooden dowel, the rigging will also be plastic. And you'll have different bits and stuff you can add to make two variants of the ship. So you're going to have the, you're going to basically have either the choice of doing a Bermuda sloop or a naval sloop. And they'll both have different options. So like the, the Bermuda sloop will have the top sail and things like that. Excuse me, top sail, you have to say the proper name. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to call you on that, but I didn't want to be you, rude. I figured yeah, you were. So I, did you <laughs> see the gears turning in my head? <laughs> but yeah, so you're getting a unique game experience in that you can play land, you can play sea. You're getting everything you need to play in a box. You know, pretty much stuff I've already covered, just condensed down, you know, everything you need to play in the box. You can pretty much get that box and just there's so many different options of how you can set it up and play it and, and use it in different ways. You have awesome. really cool ships to use and models for your RPGing. If you want to take your RPGing into pirate realm, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's just, and if you're, if you're a fan of older, like, uh, and I saw one person, uh, I think a lot of people have played more time in the past. So yeah. These, yep. These good Marienberger models. So yeah. Oh yeah. That's actually a good that. point. I don't know if I'm legally allowed to say that. I'm probably <laughs> yeah. from, well, it's uh, like w what now. happened to more time, but, right? Kind of like <laughs> they, it kind of fell the wayside and they keep always like, dangling it's like well we might bring it back and then they're uh, saving it they, yeah they're waiting they're waiting till people get till people get tired of them and they'll throw that out there and everybody's just, like, forgiven we're good now. yeah they're building supply and demand it's like blood bowl they just bring it out when there's nothing else going on <laughs> <laughs> yeah so next speak next year one of our projects that we have uh we talked about it last year but unfortunately we probably should have been previewing stuff for it by now but unfortunately you know coronavirus and this oh, whole sure. 20, 2020 in general has been a disaster for us in a lot of ways but in uh <laughs> yeah, yeah <dude>. but <laughs> we're, we're doing us we actually are doing a smaller scale more mornheim ish sort of version of blood and plunder as well that's compatible with all the same stuff oh that's actually that's, that's that'll awesome. be out next year uh, yeah. next year is the plan for that but it's going to be called blood and plunder frontiers okay it be like small foraging parties five six models aside more or less that kind of thing you see that's um with all the other like what happens i've noticed is people will be into one game hard like 40k legion or anything else and then it's you like the best pitch to get into them with a lot of the stuff is like hey you know this is a great side game like Mm -hmm. especially with that smaller scale it's like hey you only need like 10 guys like one box and Mm -hmm. we can have like a cool like battle and then that's then when you get that group that's actually with um marvel crisis protocol kind of lately it's just like Mm -hmm. uh it's a great like side game because it doesn't require like the level of detail and everything that the others do and i feel like this is just like asking for like yeah marvel's cool but pirates right like it's like that's you can kind of do whatever you want right you're not following any story like just whatever you want to do with them so um yeah that'd actually be super awesome to see like a a, agreed yeah cool because less miles to paint that's what i'm running into now i've got a lot (laughs) a lot lot to paint (laughs) and um We've got stacks and stacks. Yeah, luckily our, our buddy Brad I the feeling. is here, and they look real. They, he did an excellent job on these. Yeah, we've just outsourced our work now. So. <laughs> it's uh, he did a really great job on these. So we're uh, but to have like um, like a smaller unit count too would be that'd be super cool because I'd be yeah. down. It'd be a great side game at a convention too because you could just go. Your main game is like Monday Tuesday, but you're there for the whole week or something. Like oh well, right. side side skirmish event. I can spend a day having a good time. Like. 
Yeah, and it's uh, I've designed it to be very. It's, it's actually pretty much. It's mostly designed at this point. It's just a, a matter of getting the the box together and writing oh, the sure, actual yeah. rules out completely. Yeah. But it's uh, it's it, it's designed to play in less than an hour. Typically about thirty minutes. Plays on a two Jeez. foot by two foot board. So oh, it that's plays stupid. real small. Yeah, that's and, super uh, cool. Yeah, so I can't, that's I can't be... design any more mats, man. <laughs> three by three is it. That's, all, that's as far as we're going. You, well, <laughs> after you guys do some laser cutting, you can just do like the little sideboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh, we're going to play a little game now with Mike. Right. Oh. A little game we call Try by Trash. Oh, okay. That's fair. But I'm going to do it with his own games. So uh, <laughs> the game goes that you can only play one of your games one more time. Mm. One game you get to play for the rest of your life and the other game you never get to play again. And we're going to do uh, Blood and Plunder, Oak and Iron, and uh, Blood and Valor. Mm. Oh, yeah. Man. That's tough. Blood <laughs> and Valor's out. Blood and Valor's out because I didn't design that one. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Sorry, Rufus. Anyway. Uh, so, wow, that's hard. So, man, I've... That's a really hard one. Now, yeah, you only get to play might, one of these one more time, and it's over. Wow, I might have to. So the thing is, that's it's hard, especially if you would ask me that, like maybe a few months ago, I probably would have just said Oak and Iron, because I've played so many games of Blood and Plunder at this point that I feel like I've probably played as as much as you can, as most people play in a game in a lifetime, okay. because we do a lot of play testing. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh so oak and iron is, is the new shiny thing right for us but now because oak blood and plunder is becoming the new shiny thing again <laughs> now i want to do blood and plunder so especially because i'm really excited about some of the other stuff we're going to do for blood and plunder going forward so stop stop delaying us. i'm gonna Make go a i'm gonna go i'm gonna go for marketing reasons i'm gonna go with blood and plunder <laughs> That's fair. to go and back to kickstarter so That's there you go if you had no other reason it's the, if it's that's that's all the reason you need. It's the only game I would I play. Like I said, I bought every game out there, and that's the only game I'm going to play. It's going to be Blood and Plunder. So there you go. <laughs> that's good. So if you have one more game of Oak and Iron left, what <laughs> faction are you playing? Oh, uh, probably Spanish. I enjoy yeah. the Spanish, even <laughs> though I started out playing mostly the French. But then when I started doing stuff testing the Spanish, they just the way they came out. I just it suits my play style more. Dude, I'm the same. Yeah, every uh, I like I just bought hard into Spanish right away, and that's like every game I've played. It's just yep, I'm Spanish. That's what I'm doing. I, I really like their playstyle as well. Cool. I, I'm a pirate man myself. Yep. Because uh, I like the uh, raise the black and deception are just you can ride out some really terrible issues with that. And then <laughs> yeah. uh, I originally painted mine like ghost ships in a kind of like a lark, and I'm like, oh, this will be funny. And then I got done a few of them, and I'm like oh, I kind of. Okay, at first this was a joke, but now I'm like kind of in on this. So yeah. I'm just like buying every ship and just making them like ghost pirates. So we like, just got a whole bunch of ghost pirates. Yeah, they're all like the, the spooky green paint. Yeah. Uh, I, I encourage everybody else to do the same. Have a regular <laughs> fleet and a ghost pirate fleet. In fact, you can probably do one fleet for all the nationalities and then a ghost pirate fleet. And you can do a ghost pirate fleet of every nationality as well. Oh, that I mean, yeah. I mean, about. if you're going to do it, like, right, you got to do it. I mean, why, why stop it? You got to commit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the ships work for any faction. So you can just buy the same ones. You already know how to paint them. Well, just keep going. So like, yeah, like joking aside, like that's the really cool thing about Oak and Iron is there's not like, uh, like faction specific stuff. So you can just buy boats, right? Like you're not, you're not hunting down like, oh, my shop ran out of, Spanish uh, ships of the line. Guess right. I can't buy them. Right? They only have the normie ships of the line. Like it's, it's like the <laughs> faction that nobody wants. Like that's 
like and not to jump to that one quick but that was a uh, like really nice <laughs> for a change instead of like i'm not looking for like sabine's tie fighter and i have a hundred other tie fighters and there's a yeah. mining tie fighter like everyone's got a tie fighter but i don't have the sabine type right it's it's just like it's just it, like you guys just make a tie fighter and you can just put whoever you want and that's right. like super cool like that's and, really awesome. and we do plan to do more faction specific ships not only models but cards but they won't be exclusive to each other so you can use the card with any third rate oh, that's ship. super so cool third rate is a third rate etc yeah that's really uh, cool and then you will have a Spanish third rate option probably and things like that in some of the boxes we're planning, which again, well, that should have been, that should have been about ready to deliver now. Uh, the 2020, not just broken. Yeah, away. Yeah. But uh, you know, yeah. but that's going to be early next year. Hopefully knock on wood. Hopefully we keep, hopefully there is a next year at this, at the rate. Yeah, going. And then, uh, <laughs> if there is a next year, if next year does actually come and we all survive it, then yeah. that'll be early next year. No, and see, what by we the should way, say is there is no next year, so spend all your money on oh, their Kickstarter. Well, that's a good angle. Six. I like that. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> you know, but the problem, of course, is then I have to commit to delivering it by then, which is literally impossible. <laughs> but uh, so <laughs> let's not go with that. The, uh, and by the way, for Oak and Iron, um, uh, we've been out of stock for a while, and just yesterday we got everything in. Oh, so oh, that's got good. Every, so dice are back in stock. That's you know who's been in stock. Wants. We've been in stock. <laughs> <laughs> so go to the go to the Fifth Trooper website. Yeah. Open stock, so they can help me relieve some of my stock. Yes, but yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, Do you guys still have dice? That would be impressive. I hadn't seen uh, dice. No, no. Yeah, we saw all those real quick. Yeah, yeah we'll, they're they're gone every... everywhere. Yeah, because because uh, our the shipping company that we unfortunately used decided to give everybody free dice but not other stuff but yeah oh, i'm great. sorry for those of you out there listening who had to deal with all those issues Jeez. So, yeah uh, you know it's, it's uh, it hurts us it hurts us a lot too trust me because they just decided to give all our inventory away so that's yeah. oh, oh. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah i mean and that's something like i you know every time we have uh, a creator on i i love i've been holding off on the business stuff because i know it makes evan fall asleep a little bit it does <laughs> and uh but yeah that's you know that's something i encourage all our listeners to understand is that especially um when we're trying to get stuff ordered there's a whole uh section of weeks where we have no control over what's happening and, and in our just, case months unfortunately yeah, in some yeah. Cases. it's just like yeah it's on the ocean good luck with that as you scale a pro as you scale a project up the 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 uh the chances for disaster increase exponentially as you go so yeah <laughs> so take it easy on mike and and all creators they're they're doing the best that they can and you know they're trying so hard to get stuff into your hands <laughs> we are you know, just 2020 happens. Yeah, geez. So. <laughs> it does indeed. It does. So we got October 6th on Kickstarter, the new Blood and Plunder, the go get the two-player, do that, and spend all your money uh, with Mike and Firelock yeah. Games. That's oh, another game. exciting thing we should talk about for the Kickstarter, I just want to point okay. out. Okay. Oh, yeah. I haven't talked about it. So one of the cool things for fans, especially of, uh, of Black Sales, yep. uh, the TV show, and just pirate history in general, one of the cool things we're going to do is we're going to have a box of legendary pirate captains. So this is a oh, box of cool. 10 plastic captains. And of yeah. course, as usual, comes with the, the, the card for each one for the game. And, uh, you know, that's going to have a bunch of awesome characters like Jack Rackham and Bonnie and Mary Reed, Charles Vane, Steve Bonnet, who's Steve Bonnet is apparently getting his own show on HBO now, which I'm super excited to see. how oh. that's All right. Cool. So that's good timing for us. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that's going to be, um, so, you know, all those famous pirate characters that are in the show 
uh, Charles Vane, I think I mentioned, so mm-hmm. a bunch of other guys like that. So uh, those that that's going to be something that's in oh, there that's as well. Amazing. So you're going to be able to get all those characters that people have been clamoring for since we uh, since we started this <laughs> game. So they're finally coming. Now you can finally get all your famous pirates and have them all. See so now, nice. as a fan of Black Sails, now now I'm absolutely in on the Kickstarter. I was on yeah. the fence before. Yes. Uh, <laughs> That's why I, brought it. I could see it in your face. That's why I brought it up. Like, this, this like, wait, wait! I remember this guy really liked Black Sails. Let me let me bring this up. Um, yeah, and I recommend to anybody if watch that show first, and then go while you're waiting for the Kickstarter to start in a few weeks, and then go go back this Kickstarter and get your pirate on. Yeah, that's go. awesome. Yeah. Please do. Yeah, and uh, we're gonna have a we're gonna be playing games of this here coming up in the next week or two, hopefully, and we'll be demoing it so that you guys can get a feel of how the game runs. And you know, when when the Kickstarter goes, go back it, back it. I'm just gonna keep saying it until. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. people will listen to you. Yeah. Spend all your money. Go back. Firelock <laughs> Games. <laughs> you won't have it next year anyway because we won't be here as we established. That's right. Yeah, it is. May as well just you don't need your money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you don't need your money. It's all just pour it all into this Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a fine investment. That's right. <laughs> all right, Mike. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. Always a good time. Have a great day. Thank you. All right. Join us next week for another edition of the Fifth Trooper Podcast. This has been a Fifth Trooper production.